Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My Song Suck would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and community. We pay our respects to them and their cultures and to the elders both past and present. Hello and welcome to My Song Suck, the show where we listen to bad songs from good writers. I'm Alex Smith and I'm a musician. I'm James Keogh and I'm the friend of a musician. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 7, season 3 of My Song Suck. I'm Alex Smith. I'm James Keogh. And we're here with a new uh, shitty song. Shitty subjective, (laughs) of course. Um, of course. James, how have you been? Good, good. Um, we, you know, it's still sort of just easing out of lockdown period, so I'm starting to go out a bit more, which is quite nice. Yeah. Starting to go to cafes, which is quite nice. Hmm. How about yourself? How how, how you been? Yeah, going all right. Uni's been destroying me. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what small chat... What small talk this was. I was going to say, we rarely just like catch up <laughs> on the show. Yeah, I was like, why did I do this? No, it's um, good. Hmm. It shows that we're like actual, you know, people. Yeah. We're just like you. We're just like you, listener. <laughs> we're we're not listener. the unattainable gods that we seem like. Indeed. On this podcast. Yes. We have flaws. Um, this episode's pretty spooky. So yeah. just be warned, you know, this song, bit of a spook up it's a spooktacular. It's a spooktacular. It's a spook extravaganza. <laughs> Shall um, we dive into it? Let's do it. This is called uh, Beautiful Corpse. Do you want to uh, say anything about it before we dive in, Alex? Uh, well, yeah, this um, previous songs on this album is kind of a mix of 2009-2010. This is a 2010 song. The, uh, the genre is grunge. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> What an Alex Smith grunge song sounds like. Mm-hmm. Here it is, Beautiful Corpse. And now our feature presentation, Beautiful Corpse. The sun is dead and the sky is black. There's people roaming the streets. Yeah, but they don't know six feet below. A party's going on beneath the feet. Yeah, the word on the town is something new's going down.
So there you have it. Beautiful. I'm Whoops. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with that one. I don't mind it. I don't mind it one bit. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a groover. Yeah. Where where do we even start with this? Well, let's get into some uh I think context for the song. Ah. Because you know, as as for most of your songs they're based on uh your <laughs> real life. Yes. So I'm hoping for this one because sometimes, a lot of the times, we see we get songs, and I'm like, "Oh, this one's not going to be based on Alex's real life," uh, and then it turns out to actually be, you know, related to you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. This one, I have to assume, is not uh, about a real uh, thing. Uh, you'd be wrong. It oh. is about. <laughs> it's about someone. Yeah, it was about a, a lady that I had a crush on. Um, I can't remember. Oh, it, it this is uh, Emma Emma. Right, and she died. Unfortunately, yeah. No, oh, um, you, but you, that didn't stop you. Nah, oh, no, she she was just into. Uh, she was a scene kid. 
Oh, I see. And I was a, a very straight-laced, straight edge. What is it? I was just a very boring... Would I be preppy if I'm not... I don't know the, yeah. the, the, I don't the know genres. I fall on like the yeah. American high school yeah. <laughs> rankings. Uh, but she was a scene kid, uh, and I, I thought that was very... It was very Scott Pilgrim. Mm. This is my fucking Ramona Flowers goth, blah blah blah. All you that. wanted your goth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all this gross bullshit. But uh, <laughs> she was she was into like skulls and and spooky things. Um, so yeah, this was right. a song about her. Of course, at this point, I've been friends with her for like three years. Um, sure. And I think here here's. Like, I'm kind of jumping the gun of the episode here, but mm. for me, this song was less, I have a crush on this woman, and was more me just being like, this woman's really cool. And I, yeah. I like her vibe. I think um, that comes across. And I think it's, yeah. like, kind of really coolly extrapolated out. Like, even if she's, like, the, you know, focus of it, it's sort of, it seems more like she's just been, uh, she's, like, this um, jumping off point for this cool idea that you wanted to to kind of talk about or yeah. you know, sing about yeah the um if, if we're doing trivia and context the the name beautiful corpse i don't know if it was an in joke or whatever but she she seemed to enjoy you know that episode of the simpsons where they all get stranded on the island and they do lord of the flies yeah yeah when otto goes down and the bus is like at least i'll leave a beautiful corpse <laughs> and she found that very funny so <laughs> so it's not a reference to just like the phrase beautiful corpse. It's specifically a reference to Otto using I, the phrase beautiful corpse. Wait, is beautiful corpse a thing that people say? Yeah. Ew. Leave a beautiful corpse. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? That was weird. I thought it was just like some clever Simpsons writing. I'm showing my ignorance. Um, but no, I just thought it was, that's why I found that bit so funny. Cause I thought Otto was just like, I'll leave a beautiful corpse. I was like, <laughs> nice. Um, I, from a cursory search, exquisite corpse is sometimes is usually the the words used. What an odd thing to say about a corpse. <laughs> I can't yeah. like because you're either saying it about yourself, which sounds weird, to someone mm. else, which sounds weird, or about a corpse you found, which is weird. No, it's like I'll leave behind a beautiful corpse because you know I'm I'm a, uh, handsome, I'm a monkey dude. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that was the context of the the name. Um. What else? What else? Uh, oh, and also, oh well. But that that'll do for the context for the moment. For now, yeah. We'll get, we'll get back into that a little more yeah. uh, as we go. But um, yeah. I don't know. This this on the whole, before we sort of dive de- into de- the details of the song and kind of go through it step by step, seems to be almost your take on on the very kind of monster mash mixed with something a bit more as you like the 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 thing is grunge the <laughs> yeah. which i don't hardly yeah hardly Where do you grunge think you got grunge from i think just the fact that i was using distorted guitars oh and the the vocals where it's like else maybe happening mm. and there's like distortion mm. on the vocals they even like that's grunge if it has distortion it's grunge sure <laughs> it's, it's not grunge at all <laughs> um, definitely monster mashy in vibe. Yeah. Um, very good. Very. Um, Bobby Pickett is the the guy who wrote Monster Mash, and he ooh. wrote a whole album, and all the songs on that album are basically just the Monster Mash. <laughs> I, it, you know, it never occurred to me that the person who wrote the Monster Mash 
wrote anything else. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, because he, he wrote the Monster Mash as a single. Yeah. He got a lot of success from it. And he was like, well, I'll do a whole monster-themed <laughs> album. And then all of them sound a lot like the Monster Mash. Is it any good? Yeah, it's, you know, it's got some, some standouts. Mm. I was working in the lab late one night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> late two nights? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the Monster Mash, but better. <laughs> Fuck. That's very um, funny. So let's just kind of dive in, I guess. So yeah. we have a little bit of a, like a spoken intro. Yeah. Um, and then we, we dive into the first verse. So let's take a listen to that. The sun is dead and the sky is black. There's people roaming the streets. Yeah, but they don't know. Six feet below. A party's going underneath the feet. Yeah, the word on the town is something new's going down. Not a monster man. And in the no. tonight, if you look, then you'll find they've got one empty grave. Oh, yeah. Some, some, I, I enjoy the storytelling of this song. Yes, this, this kind of sets the scene very well, which mm. is why I think, like, for me, this doesn't seem to be grounded in reality because it, it's definitely telling this, like, story of, of you know, this. Corpse Bride, Nightmare Before Christmassy sort of mm. uh, vibe of a of a tale of a of a thing. I I enjoy that like the story is breadcrumb fed to you and yes, like like literature in a video game, you can pursue it if you want to. <laughs> but like it like past Alex would have been like. There was a graveyard and a zombie girl who had a curse put on her, raised from the dead. And she likes to dance. She likes to dance. It would have been like <laughs> the song. Whereas this mm. is like, yeah, you know, it's it's nighttime. You know, there's something happening. You know, there's a there's a, an empty grave. Ooh. Mm. And it's like, oh, what's going on? And later it reveals like, oh, you know, a, a curse and stuff. Yeah, we get one line about the curse. Yeah. Um, but, mm. uh, you know rather than it being a whole thing. It is good. I reckon, yeah, this, this, it, it's kind of well done in that sense. It's like each, you're getting new information with each new sort of chunk of the song. And it's not like, like it's all pertinent information as well. Like it's not pointless. Right. Yeah. It's not filler. Exactly. It's, you know, I think there's a bit of it that's like flavor, but like mm. mostly this is all just like, stuff that's elaborating on stuff we know and, and and that kind of stuff something of a monster not a monster mash the monster <laughs> yeah. rave monster rave trademark <laughs> i like um this song has the whole thing has lots of character yes it's, i think you can definitely um it's like when you see knives out like i don't want to relate this to knives out in quality but you know sure, like you, no it is you can you can do that yeah right you know yeah. and you, you go to the movies and you're like i go to the movies because i like going to the movies and then you see knives out and you're like oh i forgot movies can be good you know yeah i think um in terms of songwriting you like i write songs and like you listen to so many like good songs you're like yeah, yeah this is pretty this is pretty good and then you mm. listen to a song that's like oh this is, this is actually a good song and you kind of remember like songs can you know, there are some little diamonds in the, the rough, you know. And I'm not saying that this song is amazing by any means, but it's definitely like, this is definitely a, a step towards yeah. good songwriting. I think writing. If, if we are talking in the context of what we've listened to so far in terms of your um, discography up to this point, like this is a nice, almost a, I wouldn't say a breath of fresh air, but it's, yeah. it's you know, like, yeah. like it's a, it's a 
cool departure from, I guess, what what your usual stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and and like beat to beat, like different. Like we'll see with the, this pre-chorus, um, it actually like sounds almost like almost like a different song, but like it just goes in a different direction. Mm. So let's check that out. Yeah, and it's like that's that's a different voice, you know, and it's it's really interesting. I think probably there's not one that I can remember of your songs where like over the course of the song, other than like spoken word bits, but like the singing takes different forms or like has different voices, distinct voices. Yeah, I think um I think also that I am this is a stab in the dark. I haven't analyzed it properly, but I'm pretty sure that mm. the chorus. And the verses are like the same chords. Oh, so that's I, cool. Yeah, so I think normally, um, normally my pre-chorus would be like duh, duh, and then the chorus would be like up. Yeah, but I think f- because it's all kind of quite samey, I think the por- the pre-chorus kind of takes it to the side rather than down or up in yeah, terms of energy. Yeah. You know, mm. um, and also that that pre-chorus is actually a pretty good example of how, um. This song, as opposed to previous songs, has a kind of uniformity in that it's it's all locking in and doing the same thing. There's like the same kind of groove. So the the drums are doing the dun 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 dun, mm. um, and like obviously then the bass is locking in with this dum 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 dum, uh, and the strings and everything. It's all locked into the same groove, mm. um, which which makes it sound good <laughs> whereas in the past it'll be fucking like bass bass maybe something yeah so, yeah. And, yeah uniformity is good and, and yeah and i mean it makes it stand out more and be more impactful when you do do something that is like cool and like it, there's i think it's the end of that last verse that we looked at where you just do a little bit of a like a vocal uh peak at the very end with um Great. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That that stands out more when like it's not everything's trying to be that. Everything's trying to be. Yeah. You know, look at what I can do with, the, with this. You know, things know it's pl- their place in, yeah. in this, mm. which is cool. Uh, the bass may be thumping, but her heart is not. I like that line. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I do throw in a comment about how she's smoking hot. Smoking hot. Yes. A L- little bit of. I uh, I I never know how to feel about my. <laughs> description of women in my songs um, i think it sort of oh sorry go on if you, if you oh, that. i mean i think this one like while not completely perfect this song is is less trying to be like she has value because she's attractive i think this this song the whole vibe seems to be this is just a lady who was made a zombie and rather than just sit in her coffin she's gonna go party in every weekend and she just wants to live her best life and people find it hot and that's their deal because she's just trying to live her best life you know yeah i think that like from a narrative perspective it's not i'm you know alex smith the person who is telling this story Mm. and i think that you 
are super attractive and that's your value. Like where we've had that in other songs where it's just kind of like, this is about the value that I'm giving to you because I'm the narrator and the protagonist yeah. and I've decided this. Yeah, It's more of just sort of a, a removed sort of, this is just a cool chick, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, which kind of makes it a bit, a bit better. Um, and then the other thing was that it kind of, and we'll see a lot more of this in the second verse and the uh, second pre-chorus, but it almost, it feels like those early 2000s um, superhero movies, like Catwoman and uh, Elektra, like Catwoman with Halle Berry and Elektra with um, Jennifer Garner. These are, these are movies, you know, directed and written by men, but it's all about how like, look how cool this chick is and she's yeah. hot and she's not here for you guys she's just here to be hot and yeah. you know that kind of like um i do worry about that <laughs> but i mean you know those movies were bad but um <laughs> i think uh like young alex is still young alex but i think right. this is at least a good step in the right direction but this song could definitely have done without the comments about how she's smoking hot <laughs> I dropped the word voluptuous in later and I'm like, uh, mm. like the word voluptuous by itself is like not too bad. But I think the fact that I'm using it to describe a woman that I have for all intents and purposes created in this song that I own, like, uh, mm. like, I mean, you can have it, like you can show how cool and like independent and, and you know even yeah how attractive this this girl is in other ways maybe mm. um like there 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 are better ways to do it yeah. but you know if that's if that's like you know I, it's not like you're objectifying her i wouldn't say mm. yeah that's a good one. I, um, um sorry go on. uh, i was gonna say i think like because it is a song about a woman you know and i i, I try to i mean this is an old song so I, I don't know why I'm trying to defend young Alex. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like this song focuses too much on her appearance. I think it definitely comments on it more than it should. But I, I yeah, think the, no, the main I part is mainly just... I think it would be a different just, song. Yeah. Sorry. No, oh, right. it would be a different song if that was the focus of it. But it's not the like the focus of the, the song. Mm. Although I do comment on her appearance a lot in verse two. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's take a look at the chorus. A beautiful chorus. It's 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 hooky. It is hooky, and it's like, do you think it's the same same chords as, as the verse? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it's like it's like similar, but it's also distinct, which I think is really cool. Like you you can tell it's sort of cohesive in that way. Mm, mm. A dark, unnatural force that rises every Saturday night, and again, we're getting a bit more context of like, okay, this is, you know, this girl rises on the weekends to go out and and do something what's she gonna do you know is she gonna go out on a murder spree on the town although we do know there's a monster rave going on so she's probably gonna go to that it's true um, what? it's weird that i allude to the monster rave 
But uh, it's actually just a regular rave. Like, she's the only monster around. Right. I was wondering about that. Yeah, maybe monsters in like, man, this is a monster rave. Oh, yeah. So. Makes mm-hmm. sense. There's a rave going on in an empty grave. And this girl, she's rising every Saturday night. Let's see what happens next. Do you have more to say uh, about the chorus? No. Nah. <laughs> All right. This is verse two and also the second pre-chorus. I've just kind of lumped them together because I think they both sort of touch on on stuff that we've been we talking about. Yeah. The word on the lips is what is such a chick Hanging such sleazy types The answer is seeming to fulfill their dreams Or blow their minds, he does it just to feel alive I love that bit at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this one. So it, the she'll drive you out of your mind is kind of a live in the Vita Loca kind of vibe. Mm. Yep. Yep, uh, yep. Yep. I can't remember. I can't remember what line in live in the Vita Loca. Um, uh, it's um, just the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, her blue flesh that sparks in the light is a reference to, I had recently bought her uh, a gift. It was like some foundation, some like blue sparkly foundation. Oh. It was like, she specifically, there was this powder, this fancy powder that you put it on and like it it took away the shine maybe or added shine. (laughs) This was like 10 years ago. This isn't me being a a dumbass. I thought it would have been, because this was the time... Roundabouts when when Twilight was at its its peak popularity, I, so I, I thought this might have been a Twilight <laughs> shout out. No, no, uh, it was not. I don't I don't know if if, if she was into Twilight, um, hmm. but no, that the blue flesh, the spark of the night, is a reference to her wearing this stuff. I got her because she liked <laughs> she liked to dance. Is the thing she did like to go out, hit the vowel, hmm. go dance. Oh, nice. Also, I hate the phrase "the words on the lips." The word on the town makes sense, but word on the lips is neither a phrase, nor does it rhyme with chick. So, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I was wondering about that one. but um, Props to young Alex for not destroying the song to rhyme, as he tends to. You know, sometimes mm. a half rhyme does work. Sure. And I mean, the words are syntactically correct. You're not just like Yoda-ing any, any things <laughs> yeah. around you. It's Words are on sense. lips. Although I, I didn't, I think uh, until I had the lyrics, I didn't quite know what was going on there with like, it's a quote that starts halfway through the first line and goes until the end of the second line. What did you and think it was? What's that? What did you think it was? Well, I didn't know. That's the thing. Uh... Like, And I think like it was difficult to, I think the diction was quite wasn't quite there because I I just didn't even know what they were saying. That's fair. That's fair. I heard I heard hot chick, 
and uh, sleazy uh, because I think those were like the focus words, right? Yeah, yeah. So those were the, ones, were the ones you hit, uh, but I, I I couldn't quite make out the rest. Fair. I'm like, why does such a hot chick hanging <laughs> such sleazy dives? And I don't even put the V on it. Uh, but then, woke <gasps> Alex. <gasps> Here it is. 2010, young Alex get woke. Uh, the answer, it seems, ain't to fulfill their dreams. She does it just to feel alive. Boom. There it is. She ain't here to be hot. She What's interesting dance. here is that um, the line itself is actually the answer. It seems ain't to fill their, fulfill their dreams or to blow their minds. Oh. She does it just to feel alive. Yeah, sorry, I wrote this on the but, train. Yeah, you, you didn't even write it in. <laughs> I was writing late. like you didn't even have to put that bit. Like it would have fit without this like or to blow their minds bit. Oh yeah. Fuck. But I guess maybe I, I couldn't uh I couldn't pick between fulfill their dreams or blow their minds, so I probably put both of them in there. Just did both. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know whether that's like I I'm trying to be a good man and a good feminist and I, I've reached the point where I don't know anymore whether the line <laughs> the answer it seems ain't to fulfill their dreams or blow their minds. She does it just to feel alive. I don't know anymore whether that's a good thing to include in a song. Because I know what I meant by it. I know it was like, she's not here to just be, you know, the talk of the town. She just wants to dance. Which I feel is like, a like that's, there's nothing wrong with that message, surely. No. But is it objectifying better. to even say it? Is it like making a point <laughs> of it? Is that sexist? No, well, it's better than the alternative, right? Like, it's, it's <laughs> better than She's here like... to fulfill your dreams. End of song. Yeah. No, I think that it's, it's good that sort of... Um, you know, as far as as the story of of um, this girl goes, that she just wants to have fun. She just wants to. Girls just want to have fun. This mm. true. I guess the I guess the problem isn't the words, but the fact that it's me, a man, saying it in a song I wrote about a woman that I created. <laughs> yeah, I think it it kind of comes back to those you know early two thousands portrayals of women in in uh, those comic book movies where like sure you know they're independent which is great but they're also you know flimsily dressed and, and a yeah. lot of the focus is on their appearance and if you look at the posters for you know Halle Berry's Catwoman and stuff like that and kind mm. of hold it up against you know stuff like uh Iron the, Man no well uh, another woman uh, uh, like Wonder Woman now or, or oh, yeah. uh, you kind of see how we've developed the language to sort of have these topics and, and do them justice instead of just like feeding into, into the sort of culture of, of, of that. Mm, like that thing. That of makes like, sense. Yeah. Like that thing of like, she can do backflips in stilettos and it's like, well, actually she wouldn't wear stilettos. Is yeah, thing. exactly. Exactly yeah. that. And so I think this kind of falls a bit prey to that, but I think the messaging, you know, I think what you were trying to, to pull off is, is, is good. All right. So saying women don't exist for men is an okay thing to include in a song. Hooray! I would say so. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's correct. Thank you. I'm a very anxious young man, but uh, the song was not a good song. But it was okay. No, see, yeah, I I, I wouldn't say it's a bad no. song. Pre-chorus two. Uh, pre-chorus two, we did listen to. Pre-chorus uh, three. Do we have any hell, more? Hell might be. And this is cool because like this pre-chorus sort of 
elaborates on that last line of just she does it just to feel alive yeah um where it's it's sort of back into your pre-chorusy i wrote evanescency sort of voice <laughs> for some reason yeah. i was trying to capture what this sort of sounds like but like the hell might be happening but a cemetery is not she yeah. uh, a curse says she ain't resting we got the curse in storytelling um but she ain't gonna rot no she ain't gonna rot double up on that and then yeah. chorus um I yeah throw in. chorus again this one is the one where you say voluptuous <laughs> a raw voluptuous force oh. uh the topic of many a fight uh, and then whoa then solo yeah then we get a solo let's have a look listen to the solo whoa. The sun is red. <laughs> got that in there. I couldn't clip it without that because otherwise it just cut off very abruptly. But, no, that's very fair. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a pretty all right solo. It's a pretty good solo. I like it. I, yeah. I mean, I'm no sort of expert on solos, but I, I liked it. I thought I, it was pretty good. Anyone who plays guitar for a living can be quiet about my solo because <laughs> uh, that's very much just a very simple A minor pentatonic scale. That's... My that'll I've never learned anything more than that. I've only ever played a minor pentatonic scale for like the ten years of because you know what I write them. I don't play them. I'm not <laughs> a guitarist, and I don't claim to be. On occasion, I'll write a solo on the piano, and then I'll get Nick to do it, or I'll just do it with my voice and be like, Nick, make this guitar. Um, <laughs> and those solos are pretty cool. But um, don't be don't be hating on me just because I can't play the guitar because <laughs> I never learned. <laughs> it's not my fault I can't play the guitar. I never learned. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I will no, say I will say that this whole song has a, a smooth uh Rob Thomas Carlos Santana slash mm. into the night vibe. Oh yeah. Because I forgot that one of the CDs I listened to in the hotel, one of the CDs I bought was Ultimate Santana. Ah. Mm, and I was listening to a lot of Santana. And Into the Night was one of the for some reason, the solo in Into, Into the Night was one of the most influential solos in my life. I thought it was one of the best solos ever. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's high praise. I feel like it's like uh, Hotel California, Stairway mm. to Heaven, Into the Night. Up there. They're up there. It's up there. Wow. Okay. It's, I'll give it a listen. It's real good. I don't know why I love it so much, but um, yeah. And I think that this whole, like this whole song definitely has that kind of Santana vibe of like guitars in the background and like... You know, this is why I changed to steel string acoustic in this because when I listened to Into the Night, I was like, "Why does that guitar sound so bright and good?" It sounds like I always used to say it sounded like a bag of change that had been auto tuned. Just something <laughs> about that real crunchy metallic sound, and I discovered it was a steel string guitar. So I was like, "Please, can I get a steel string guitar?" And I got like a cheap second handy op shop guitar um, that wasn't classical Spanish nylon string. Which is why I've been playing up till now, which is why ah. the other songs have sound. Huh. Um, but this, you can hear I'm playing a, a steel string acoustic in the background. 
uh, which is why it sounds different. We're getting more real recorded instruments, uh, less mm. MIDI. It really is, once you, obviously mixing and production skills are important, but like a, a lot of it and making it sound good really is just using real instruments and stuff. Like, especially right. when you consider that like recordings in the 50s used to just be like one microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's mm -hmm. only so much you can sort of try and replicate. Yeah. With, you know, but um, real instruments sort of almost speak for themselves. Yeah. I like a tiny little tangent, but uh, when you when you would have one microphone, because you, instead of having like seven tracks that you could mix individually, mm. you had to mix individually by being like, all right, singer, you're right on the mic. Uh, we'll set this so that everyone can, you know, it's like a 360 thing or, or whatever, or how you decide to do it. But it'll be like, singer, you're right here. Uh, then next, we want this instrument to be loudest. So you stand one foot back. And we huh. want this instrument to be the second loudest or third loudest. So you stand like, you know, this far back. And then we'd have like the drums quite far back or like the drums would be some other thing. But um, yeah. yeah, you would like, you would mix in real space by spacing out the instruments in distance from the mic so that when you record it, it would literally be like, oh, these are quieter than this because it's further away. Whoa. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Completely unrelated to anything that we're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> a bit of fun. It's all about the, the music. Yeah. We're keeping it on, on brand. Yeah, it's on brand for once. <laughs> um, okay, okay, solo. And then we finally end with uh, another narration. Yes. Just, let's, let's take just a look at that. I thought it couldn't be cringy. <laughs> I just I don't I I don't think it's possible to speak in rhyme on beat and not sound cringy, and yet I seem to be wed to the idea for like no, a well, decade. I mean, at least in this one, it it comes back to that sort of monster mashy. You know, it the yeah. stuff that you're inspired by is True. is doing this. So it kind of you can kind of attribute it to was uh, the monster mash an inspiration to me. Was I inspired by, like, I listened to it a lot, I guess. It was lots of fun. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, not at all. I <laughs> I, I think it, In, yeah. Sorry, God. There is a slight delay. We're not just rude to each other. No. Um, I think with this one, it's it's campy, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit silly, which is fun. I think, I think in the past... It, it seems like I'm trying to play it off as cool, but I think in this you're like, oh, he's definitely just having fun with it. This is... Yeah. Yeah. Just why has it got to be in verse, man? Why you got to speak in rhyme? <laughs> the first one was fine because it was just like, now our feature presentation, you know, that was fine. But then it's like, why you got to say the last verse? Why you got to do that? I like the um the bait and switch as well. Where it's like and it, it's like using the lines from the start as well. Where it's yeah. like the people roaming the streets, they don't know that six feet below a beautiful corpse has a headache. That's very fun. Yeah, she got a hangover. She got a hangover. She went out partying. Yeah. Also, that concludes our broadcast days. Either from Toy Story Two or The Iron Giant. I can't remember which one, but uh, I oh, think yeah. I think it's Toy Story Two. After he watches. Woody's the ad up. of himself. Yeah, the ad and uh, the 
Al's Toybon guy is asleep, mm. but that that concludes our broadcast day. I really did just uh, absorb things as a kid. <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't really spoken about it much on the show because uh, I don't fully believe the uh, the diagnosis. But one of my one of my psychs is like, "You have autism," uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, nah." But then we spoke about it for a long time and like I investigated it. I haven't been like properly properly diagnosed, which is why I'm not like I'm autistic. Mm. Um, but no, but uh, most probably definitely, and that explains a lot. Which is a shame that I haven't got a proper diagnosis because I, I feel like a lot of the things that come up on this show could be explained by that. But as I said, I don't want to uh, talk about it and say I have it when I haven't got a proper mm. diagnosis. But if I did, <laughs> one thing <laughs> that uh, autistic people do can be uh, is masking, uh, where you just kind of like someone will say a thing and then you just like take it and then you just like say it back to like kind of fit in more. So it, mm. knowing that, it would explain uh, a lot of the the Easter eggs, quotation marks, where it's just me taking a thing that I saw and then just doing it and not changing anything about it and just being like, oh, like, that concludes our broadcast day. That's what you say when it's a TV thing, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see that. Yeah. I think that, like, um, but also, you know, that that a lot of that can really contribute quite heavily to to developing a musical style is just sort of being consciously or not like soaking in a lot of different elements of not just music but like tv and and pop culture and stuff like that like yeah my um, my lecturer said that um he said there's like three stages of artistic expression there's <laughs> the first one which i forget the second one, which I forget, and then the third one, which I forget. But I, I, the the analogy I came up with in my head was, <laughs> it's like paint, and your your finger painting, and then you find a bucket of blue paint, and then you're like, okay, so you dip your hands in the blue paint, and then you're like finger painting with blue paint, and everything you make is blue paint, and then eventually you come across orange paint, oh red paint, sorry, and then you're like, oh, I can do red paint and blue paint, and then you discover orange paint. And then you're like, oh, okay, from like different sources. And then eventually you start uh, synthesizing new colors, mm. you know? So like at first you can only build with what you absorb and then you pick out the stuff you like. And then you start to be like, oh, now I want, I want to make this thing that's in my head and using the tools that I have, I can make this new thing, you know? Yeah. And I think that like, that's really good for, you know, having people instantly recognize a cultural touch point and then using that to sort of build on on that uh and and sort of you don't have to do all this kind of heavy explanation of like okay and this is you know if you give the audience and i think this is a good thing for like storytelling as well where it's like i'm gonna give you you know you know this story you know uh the monster mash i'm going to give you the monster mash and you can tell instantly where we're at you know where we're at yeah. now with that knowledge i'm going to build on that and give you something that's that's new on top of that yeah um, it's sort of culturally it's this good sort of way to you know drive things forward so that you don't have to sort of explain from the very top like okay so the reason that the the, the bass sounds this way is because what i'm going for is that you don't have to like build anything you can just use what has been done before as a jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that we kind of, that we're in this sort of uh, walking on eggshells kind of copyright 
mm. landscape in the music industry at the moment. Uh, my my drama teacher explained it visually, but like a similar topic of like, if you walk into a stage and you see two sticks and, you know, she was like, what is this? What What is this? You know, these two sticks. And someone was like, oh, it's a, it's a cross. It's a sign of Christianity. And she's like, okay. And then she moved like this, the middle stick down a little bit. And it's like, what is this? And it's like, uh, it's a plus. And it's like, that's right. It could be health or like addition or like the Swiss hmm. flag, you know, and just that thing of like, if you have this at the back of a stage, if you have a scene and it just plays out and then there's these two sticks at the back, the audience is like, oh, this is probably like a church, you know, or like, if, right. You know, and like, exactly. Yeah. And it's especially good as well. If you want to subvert expectations, you can have like, you know, like this grungy rock song and then you can have like lyrics that are like, I don't know, like some other mm. thing. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> but the audience doesn't like, you're not saying, so imagine a grungy rock song. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah, it is its own thing. That was a long tangent for nothing. Really? It kind of just said what you said. Well, <laughs> no, I think it's good because it shows that like, it's not just music. It's like, using that that level of of synthesis to play on audience expectation and then mm. build it's good and it sort of as you say it comes back to like this heavy sort of copyright hand what does yeah. that mean for sampling what does that mean for oh, you know like using inspirations and using music to tell meaningful stories mm. um like where does that leave that but you know whether that's a, a conversation for us to figure out and come down <laughs> to the to get the get the answer to we fixed you know, copyright check mm-hmm. out episode seven season three they fixed copyright yeah we did it guys we fixed <laughs> it um <laughs> but i think it's a it's an important thing to touch on and something that um you know is is seemingly getting worse before it gets better in terms of you know film industry we have corporations that own Every, you know almost everything and then like mm. you can't use anything so mm. that's that's it will continue and uh and i don't think we have an answer but it'll, it'll... <laughs> but you should still write music yes yeah yes. exactly and you should still not be afraid to wear your inspirations i guess is is where i land on that is like if you are starting out and and heavily rely on sort of those inspirations that you have like whether it's whatever the monster mash whatever like <laughs> if you write something that is very similar because it's the type of music you want to make don't be afraid of like mm. you know being called a cop out or being called True. you know kenny like and doing. hall are quite monster mash-esque and mm. they're, do- they're doing well people love them exactly shout exactly. out to kenny and hall yeah mm. good good band yeah yeah, very silly band. They so, have a do they have a song about it like a vampire or something? Yeah, uh I'm still young. I'm still young. It's um, very good. Yeah, he talks about it's like this character slowly getting older and they're like, "Oh, I, you know, I, I work at 4 Triple Z and blah blah." And yeah. it's like, "Oh, I, you know, I've graduated blah blah blah." And it's like, "I'm a vampire, I'm 800 years old. I'm still young." <laughs> I'm still young though. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's Check him out. Um, shall we do good bad trivia? Let's do it. We'll blitz through it cuz I think we've been we've been chatting for a while. Do you have good right. bad trivia? Or? I don't know. Uh, you can you can start us off. I've been chatting away a lot. All right, you've been chatting just the right amount. I love you. Oh. All right, good. Lots of character. That's good. Uh, the guitar is less noodly in the background than previous songs. Hmm. Uh, there's lots of arpeggios, uh, but not for the whole thing. It, it yeah, uh, filling out the spectrum very well, like the frequency spectrum. 
there's we got some low stuff going on, some mid stuff, but also uh, I think it's very easy to neglect the high frequencies um, and like the just like the little gaps in between the spaces. It's it's good to uh, what what people can do, especially myself. This is a thing you know, and you kind of forget the basics, and then you got to relearn the basics because you've been neglecting them. Right. Um, yes. If you imagine that's like to break it down, super simple. Drum and bass, low frequency, voice, high, mid, guitar, mid, high frequency for breath. Mm -hmm. um, if you imagine that there's those bits, what you can do is leave those holes and then just try and smear the instruments together using EQ and boosting. I mean, like, oh, there's kind of a gap in, like, this frequency, so I'll just up the bass and <laughs> up the low end of the, the guitar and then it will kind of cover in that blank. But what you should do is that you should fill the, like all this stuff happens in the arrangement process. You know that the term about like fix it in post. Yeah. Um, you don't want to fix it in post when it comes to music. Like you want to, you know, write a bass line that locks in well with the, the drums. Um, if that, the other thing is if bass is very, very important in your song, maybe, you know, but you also think that the kick is very important because those frequencies often intersect. Usually you'll have to make a choice between the two of them, but mm. maybe have a bass line that isn't low the whole time. Maybe have a bass line that goes up. You know, you want to, because frequencies are still notes. That's mm, I'm kind of, I'm really blasting through some ideas here. But, um, <laughs> but like frequencies are still notes, like 440 hertz is an A, you know, so like. Oh, right, yep. Yeah, so you want to... If you find that you're lacking in mid-frequencies, put an instrument there, you know? Mm. Uh, Wurlitzers are good for filling in the, the low mids and stuff and just adding some meat. A lot of the time, it's not stuff that you can hear, it's stuff you can feel, you know? Right. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. and if you if you have some high-end, you don't... That's the thing, if, you're, if your song is lacking in top-end, don't be like, I'm going to turn this up because then everything just kind of sounds like this because there's lots of breath in the top end and you right. don't want that. Um, <laughs> sorry if that's anxiety good ASMR, here we go. Um, Changing tack for Apple. <laughs> big head shakes from Zane. Uh, <laughs> but what you want is some sparkly things. Put some fucking chimes in there, you know? Don't put chimes in everything, but just like there's stuff you can put in there, like a really quiet synth in the top end, you know? Hmm. Fill it out with instruments rather than just smearing it together. I really yeah. didn't think I was going to go on for so long about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this song is good because it has the creation of solid musical moments. That's the thing. Musical moments are what make songs great. Like, uh, uh, Stairway to Heaven. Mm. And so we're winding down the road. Like, that's a musical moment. Like, uh, yeah. Hotel California. But you can never leave. Like, you don't want a song to just be a groove. Like, some songs right. can just be a groove. Like, dance songs and, like... You know, songs are just there to groove to. But like when you're making mm. a narrative song like this particular song, musical moments are important. And like, uh, she does it just to feel alive and no, she ain't gonna rot. Like they're kind of the two bits that you that stick out in this song. Yeah. Um, and you, you want to, solid musical moments are important and key. So And um, I, I would say in this one as well, like well spread out. Yeah. You know, like you have... Um, we mentioned at the end of verse one, there's like a cool vocal thing. And then like, you know, later on, it's like, yeah, these, these, these kind of well-spaced out um, musical moments. Yeah. Neat. Uh, yeah. 
This one has acoustic guitar that only comes in to accentuate certain bits. Uh, I, upon re-listening, realized that the acoustic guitar was always there, but I think I've faded up the volume at certain bits. Oh, cool. Usually to accentuate the end of a verse where it's like, jung, 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 like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is good. That's riding the faders. That's good. So rather than have a static mix where you just like bass here, acoustic guitar level here, and just let it go, uh, mm. it's good to be like, the acoustic guitar is more important here, so I will slightly bring up the volume and then bring it back down so it doesn't overpower the whole thing. Hmm. Um, some good layering of instruments and vocals. Um, I think, yeah, especially in like the pre-choruses where like you you have the oh, oh come in in the background and like the the strings come in on the pre-chorus but i don't think the verses i think i think that's also why the choruses sound bigger because you've got like the strings and the the choir coming in on the chorus but nowhere else so it mm. adds a new energy to the same chords which is good solo is pretty good real use of restraint in the arrangement which is good um and good subtle storytelling and that's my good Nice. What are you good? Yeah, I think um, Moses just to echo on that. I like the kind of style of this. Uh, it's a it's a graveyard smash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but on top of that, it's like it's it's you know you talked about synthesis before. I think this is a good synthesis of styles where it's not just you're trying to do a monster mash. It's not just you're trying to do you know a Transylvania run. twist. You know, just yeah, it's not the Transylvania <laughs> twist. Um, <laughs> You know, you're not, you know, you're not just doing this or that. You're sort of bringing in your own style, and you're you're sort of sampling, well, not sampling, but like you're, you're taking from different sources and and making something unique out of that. Yeah. Um, which also, you know, still sounds very uniquely um, of of this time, of this style of of what you were doing at the time. Mm. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think like having those mixing it up between the verses and the pre-chorus where it's not just like, you know, I think we've seen before where the verse kind of is one thing and then the pre-chorus is going from where that verse is to where you want the chorus to be and then the chorus is up a bit more and more high energy and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like this sort of skews that, this sort of goes in a different direction, which mm. I think is quite good. I think a lot of the language is quite cool in terms of, you know, puns, not necessarily puns, but like little uh, jokes about, you know, her the bass is pumping, but her heart oh, isn't yeah. pumping, that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, is, you know, not revolutionary, but it's like, it's it adds a lot of the character of this, yeah. of this um, stuff. Um, which is very good. Um, yeah, you know, and then a lot of the stuff that you were kind of saying, uh, obviously, you know, I think musically, this is a lot more concrete. This is a lot more uh, seemingly uh, thought out um, than, than some of your other ones have been. Hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, it tells a story and it, it drip feeds that information really, really well. Thank you. Yeah. Shall I go on to my bad then? Go for it. Uh, not as much bad as usual. Um, mm. This mix, it lacks oomph. And I'm still at a stage in my life where I haven't quite figured out how to mix properly. But uh, mm. this mix does lack oomph. It's very washy. Um, and I'm not sure why. I think, oh, it probably it lacks oh, low end is probably what it lacks. Mm. Uh, and it's probably, that probably because I'm not playing with an actual bass guitar. I'm playing with an acoustic that's been pitched down an octave. Um, 
that's probably part of it. Um, also, just I wouldn't have mixed the drums properly. This was before I used to do anything with EQ. I would just use the GarageBand right. uh, stock stuff and be like, low end, what is EQ? It all looks like boring <laughs> nerd shit to me. Um, yeah, so it lacks a lot of low end, which and I I think this really could slap if done mm. properly. I think this has the potential. Um, here's a thing that we all forgot about the the pitchy singing. This song mm. was actually all right, and we forgot that I couldn't sing it very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Refreshing. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, weak singing as well. Um, but yeah. as I said, I almost forgot about it. Uh, when it does, I don't think it's particularly high. But uh, you know, maybe maybe it was at the right time. Uh, Voluptuous doesn't sit right with me. Solo is pretty good, but I'm oh yeah. So the solo is pretty good, but I'm getting excited and I'm rushing it. So oh, really? Yeah, I'm getting all full of energy, and so I'm starting <laughs> to play faster than the actual song. So there's a a couple times, especially in like the. Right. If you just listen back with a with a a sharp ear, you can hear that I'm just getting a little bit ahead of the beat. Uh, <laughs> rushing can be good, especially. Not like rushing, but like anticipating mm. the beat and going a little bit faster can add a sense of urgency. But that's when you're, you're talking about milliseconds when you're doing that, whereas I'm just right. like, I want to go faster. <laughs> um, uh, I've written, oh, the fucking voiceover at the end. That was, <laughs> that was the first note I made. Uh, speaking in verse never sounds good. And uh, my, my final note of all is a piece of trivia, which is Grognak's Devourer of Worlds was going to have an intro similar to this. Ah. It was going to have the and someone being like, oh my god, they're from another world or something. Cool. Um, I think I cut that. Oh. Um, but And I'm glad I did because now if I release anything like that, people will be like, he's just ripping off beautiful corpse. Was like, you think that? You think people are going to say that? Yeah, well, this isn't canon, but I can't <laughs> do anything that reflects any of the songs I've released because I'm just like, so uh, Emma, Emma, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel weird about reusing these songs. Hey, you know, like you, you own the copyright to your stuff, so you can <laughs> do it as much as you want. That's true. It's not derivative of to your own. That's true. Well, what are your what are your bad or trivia if you got them? I think um, you know, as much as I, I praised the language before, some of it is, is quite clunky as we've addressed. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, overall, um, with a, a message that is not uh you know terrible um the yeah clunky language um you know not too much i think like overall it does what it sets out to do really kind of effectively and and sort of keeps you going it might be like i don't want to say it's long because i don't think it's long but like um verse two is kind of like okay we get it Exactly. Yeah, I think like it can it can do what it's doing a bit quicker. Um, you know, just kind of get to the point a bit quicker. Maybe I don't know how like, you would exactly fix it. But, like but werewolf some... bar mitzvah. <laughs> have you have you heard of werewolf bar mitzvah? No. Oh well, they start commenting in the song where it's like, oh, I just I don't think the song has this kind of longevity. It's just getting kind of sweaty. <laughs> the the premise, I don't think it has this kind of, and they just like keep going. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's that. Um, yeah but you know I, I it's it's maybe like the relative speed of it might be a thing of like just kind of if it was at a, at a faster cliff it could have the same amount of stuff but um you know just not have to mm. kind of take the time getting there yeah um 
I don't have the solution. I don't have the answer for you. Stop asking me. <laughs> um, <laughs> get off my back, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, other than that, like, like this was a really fun song. Yeah. I'm, I look forward to the next song being <laughs> unexpectedly terrible. As, as as tends to happen on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have the highs and the lows. Uh, another world is coming. <laughs> I lie awake anticipating it. <laughs> Exciting. God. Um, cool. Is there much more to say about this? That's all I got. That's all I got for this one. Um, yeah, me too. Like, this is, I think, um, we can pretty, you know, succinctly say that, that this is a, a pretty good song. Let's Let's give it a rating. Oh, yeah. Uh, sucks out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. The more sucks it has, the more it sucks. The less Got sucks it. it has, the less it sucks. Got it. Uh, I'm going to give this three sucks out of 10. Nice. I'm going to give it two. Ooh, okay. Yeah. This is probably, I would say, uh, my favorite of the batch, favorite of the album so far. True. I've forgotten what other songs we talked about. Yeah, so we had The Truth. <laughs> um we had what it is. Um, Gonna show you all. I'll show you all. Yeah, that's that's the four so far. This album um, really has been a jumping quality. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know what like fucking internship I took over the summer or whatever, but like <laughs> I just really started sorting my shit out. Got taken under the wing of yeah. some <laughs> massive superstar. So this is so for anyone at home. Uh, this is the this will be the twenty eighth song that I had recorded. I'd written some songs before that, but this is three years, twenty eight songs, hmm. and like this is an okay quality level, you know? Yeah. Like it in the grand scheme of things, it didn't take that long of me writing music to get to like an okay quality, you know? And exactly. so if you're at home and you're like, oh, you know, I I could never do that. You can. I you did. Can. You heard where I started. And it was terrible. <laughs> and this isn't amazing, but like you're you're living in a, a technical age now. You'll probably pick up the software faster than I did. Go on YouTube. Yeah. It's like heaps of tutorials. Yeah. I, I like to think that we're a learning podcast, but I don't think we actually teach. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, we, we don't say like, here's how you do this. We're kind of like, this no. is what's wrong. And here's how I, in this particular instance, could have done better, like vaguely. Mm. Kind of a motivational podcast. Yes, I would say that. Well, yeah. I mean, from at least my perspective, I don't have the expertise to actually do any teaching. I just kind of <laughs> sit back and, and go, do better. <laughs> do it not bad. I do I do wish that you would write music. I do think yeah. it's it's the inevitable like final season of this show is we listen to your album that you've written. Yeah, but it no, but like <laughs> You gotta understand, it's one thing to like uh, poke fun at songs written by a fifteen-year-old. It's another thing to like <laughs> to poke songs written by like a man, a grown-ass yeah. man. Fair, fair. But like, that's the thing. If you're not willing to look silly, other people won't want to look silly. So we have to. We have to. You know. Yeah, but like, I could, I could write songs. I just wouldn't do it. Do a podcast about my very like. It's as though. Instead of instead of you being you right now, yeah. I'm hosting this with 15 year old Alex who is looking at his current songs. Uh, yeah, okay. But the other thing is, if you start writing the songs now, then in like five years' time, when we get to it, you know, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Because like 
once we get up to like crazy days and that, like I, I kept writing songs. I've, I've still got songs. You know, I'm That's writing true. songs right now that we're going to look at on this show. And they're going to be like, this was bad and you're bad. And I'm going to be like, Ugh. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. To it's golden radio jams. We have to. This is our duty as entertainers. All right. Well, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, eh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, but you, you should write music. The people want it. If you want James to write music, say it in the comments. Say it in the comments. Uh, you can find the comments on Instagram and Facebook, I think. Yes. I don't really know where we rally our fans. <laughs> uh, my Songs Suck on Instagram, and I think with My Songs Suck on Facebook, that would make sense to me. Yeah, we are on Twitter, but, but I don't really use it. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, what if I went onto our Twitter and, like, checked the, our DMs, and it was just, like, flooding? Oh, man, that'd be sick. Let's I, check that out. We'll check that out. But for now... <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, where can people find you, Alex? Well, if you want to find me, I'm your man, Alex Smith. That is my name. I'm not just adding your man. That's my actual performer name. Don't just search Alex Smith because you'll find many other... Uh, here, here's a quick sidebar. <laughs> Alex Smith is such a common name that to, to be an Alex Smith musician who gets up in a Google search, you've got to be pretty fucking good because you've yeah. got to like rise to the top of all the Alex Smiths. So like the every Alex Smith I find, I'm always like, damn, Alex... You're pretty good. Unfortunate <laughs> name. Uh, but I'm your man, Alex Smith, to distinguish me from the, the other guitarists and the American football player, who apparently mm -hmm. is unpopular. But maybe I'm just seeing the people who don't like his team who's mm. saying he's unpopular. Um, but no, your man, Alex Smith. Uh, I'm on Bandcamp, Spotify, and iTunes. I uh, started a Patreon, which has been uh, instrumental in making this album happen, which is uh, due to come out... Uh, who knows when, to soon. be honest. Uh, it's due to be finished very soon, and uh. I put a lot of effort into making content for my patrons. Um, I've been very busy with uni, but I'm, fingers crossed, tonight will be done. And yes. I have a outtakes video, uh, which I planned. I've got a behind-the-scenes video planned. I've got a fucking, you heard it here first, but maybe it'll come out before this comes out, but maybe it'll come out way after this. Uh, God Only Knows Barbershop Quartet version video coming out, which I'm going to buy a green screen for and do a whole bunch of shit for. I'm saying it to have accountability on the air. Um, <laughs> and also this new song that you're going to hear at the end of this, Hindsight 2020, that has a music video, which was made possible thanks to my patrons. It's a really cool way to help make some cool stuff. Uh, and I talked about my Patreon for a long time. Where can people find you, James? I am at the James Keir on Instagram and Twitter, I guess. Um, that's about it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just a little social media hermit. I don't really get on there all too much, especially recently, because there's not a lot of great stuff on there. Um, you know, the world, it's, it's a tough place to be. Hope you're all hanging in there. Um, that's my message. That's my plug. Wow. Is that I hope you're all staying safe. I hope that... Uh, you know, things are, things are going okay. And uh, we're always here to help you out. Yeah. That's what I got to say. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, gosh, yeah, you can find us, as I mentioned, my song suck, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and till next time. Uh, uh, I hope you enjoy this song I wrote. It's called Hindsight 2020. Yeah. We listen. love you. Bye. Bye. Ba da ba da ba 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 da ba
pounds and Richard Branson. And it looks like I'll be gaining more. Hindsight 2020 was not here I hoped it would be. Bad times I've had plenty. My mental health has All the plans that I may have had have been dashed against the wall and turned to dust. I don't know how to deal with that, but we keep moving forward because we must. I'm one of the lucky folks who gets to risk my life by going to work and that's okay. At least we get a pay rise and a round of applause. Oh, wait, no, we get nothing, and that's also okay. I don't know whether it's just me, but do you guys feel as though everything's been shitty since like 2015? This feels like the climax of a poorly written show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.